Ahsoka Tano captured. While on the run to prove her innocence, Padawan Tano teamed up with the deadly Asajj Ventress to find the rogue Jedi who framed Ahsoka for murder. The Jedi Council sent Anakin Skywalker and Master Plo Koon to track Ahsoka down and bring her back to the temple. Now captured and imprisoned, Ahsoka faces punishment for crimes she did not commit. Once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tagar, welcome to our 212th awesomely ascending Ahsoka episode of Mandavision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. We're so glad you're here with us, and you might be like, but Tom, why are you saying ascending Ahsoka? We'll talk about that. I have my thoughts on, on this episode, and I cannot wait to share them with you today because... We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Let me tell you that right now. Remember, <laughs> before we do that, though, hey, remember to reach out to us on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email this show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. All right, Buckethead Nation, welcome back. We're so glad you're here. This is it. This is the culmination of everything you've been building to. Season 5 finale of Star Wars The Clone Wars. The fate of Ahsoka Tano hangs in the balance. And hey, spoilers, you, maybe you know how this one ends. But that's okay, because it's great to revisit it. It's a pivotal moment in Ahsoka's life. We talked about that a lot last week. This is this is one of those sort of character-defining arcs for Ahsoka. This is a, a, one of those touchstone moments uh, for the character. And... and uh, well, a launching point in, in many senses for, for where they go next uh, in the Star Wars saga. And, and so we are, we are to the moment. Uh, and it's, it's a, a intense, action-packed, but heartfelt episode of the show. Like, I mean, this, this episode hits all the, all the emotions, all the feels. It has all the Star Wars stuff you could possibly want in an episode. Um, and, 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 Again, it just—it just—it's just the culmination of so many different things that they—they've been doing since day one on this show, and—and uh, and, it's—it's it's magical. That's—that's that's one of the finest ways I can describe it. And you know, sort of like the—the—the the, the Ahsoka mastermind, you know, is—is is, and probably fairly so, credit to the one, and the only Dave Filoni. But as as we've we've been talking about here on the podcast. Uh, it, it is important to remember that these episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, are, are some of the, the last times that George Lucas is, is, is felt as a presence in these stories as well. And I think that's really important to document here with the, this pivotal Ahsoka episode because, again, Dave Filoni gets a lot of credit for, for Ahsoka, and, and again, rightly so. But we can't forget that George played a part in, in all of this too. Uh, and probably, my, by, by my suspicions, a probably a fairly significant part uh, in, in sort of mapping out where Ahsoka was going to land uh, before Order 66 is issued, right? Uh, because, again, I think a lot of the fans, a lot of us, maybe when, when we first thought of, you know, heard, heard tale that this series would be about the Padawan, the, uh, the formerly unknown Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, 
I think a lot of us thought that the character only had one fate in store, and that was death at the hands of Darth Vader, uh, or or turned Anakin, you know, freshly turned Anakin Skywalker. Not so fast, my friends. Things are uh, a very, very different than maybe what some of uh, us, us older, crankier fans maybe thought when we first scoffed at the news of a, of a Padawan for Anakin Skywalker. What? How does that make sense? We've heard nothing of a Padawan for Anakin before. We're not going to go down that road. No, no, no. No, no, no. We are going to get into this episode and talk about all the things. So I think it's time that we do that right now. Let's go ahead and break down this episode. We are to Season 5, Episode 20, The Wrong Jedi. Original air date, March 2nd, 2013. Written by Charles Murray. Directed by Dave Filoni, the man making his, his presence felt in this episode. Our voice cast for this week, Matt Lanter, is Anakin Skywalker. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. Nika, Nika Futterman, excuse me, as Asajj Ventress. Meredith Salinger is Barris Offee. Tom Kane is the narrator and the voice of Yoda. Stephen Stanton is Admiral Tarkin. Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu. Tim Curry gets full recognition, finally, as the voice of Chancellor Palpatine. Brian George is Kayata Mundi. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Plo Koon. Catherine Tabber is Padme Amidala has a much more sizable role in this episode. Dee Bradley Baker is Sassy Tin and the Jury Foreman, and Jeff Fisher is Petro. So our plot, as if you need to know right now, the plot, come on. Ahsoka is put on trial by the Jedi Council and must face the Galactic Senate. Anakin searches for a way to prove his Padawan's innocence. Our Jedi fortune cookie for this week, never give up hope, no matter how dark things seem. And things seem pretty, pretty, pretty dark. Uh, this episode, you know, it's, it's, I think it's out there at this point, fairly common knowledge, but it, it bears mentioning to maybe maybe people out there who don't know. But uh, Dee Bradley Baker has been on the record and said that for this episode of the show, the only people who got the final page of the script were Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein. The, the fate of Ahsoka Tano was kept a secret from the rest of the voice cast, which I think is pretty wild. Uh, and, and again, oh, it helps to ensure um, – it, it helps ensure a lot of things. A, like, A, secrecy. Like, like it's not going to get out what Ahsoka's fate is in, in for the, for, you know, ahead of time. But I think it also helps the, the voice actors themselves. I think it helps Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein really uh, get to that, that pivotal emotional core that the final exchange between the two characters has is without uh, – uh, you know – the, the chance of, like, outside influence from what the other voice cast thinks by, by sort of, like, you know, what I could only imagine was uh, quite the shocking uh, finale for, for people to find out about. So, yeah, the, the rest of the voice cast, they found out the same time we did this fate of Ahsoka Tano when the episode aired on March 2nd, 2013. So, so pretty, pretty, pretty wild. I really like that. Uh, this is also the last of the episodes in this four-episode arc, uh, or the last of our, our sort of tributes to Alfred Hitchcock with the title, you know, we did a, a they did a great job, sort of paying homage to to the master of a, the mystery thriller. Um, yeah, and we also get in this episode, uh, we get we get Jedi Temple guards. We'll talk a little bit about them, but you know, if you know your Star Wars, you know that the Grand Inquisitor, who we'll spend a lot of time with when we get to Rebels in the near future, former Jedi Temple guard. Uh, so, do we see him in this episode? Perhaps. I mean, he, you know, he strongly intimates that he's involved in the, in the Barris offy affair. Uh, we'll have to see. And interestingly enough, we also see the debut of yellow-bladed lightsabers. This is the hallmark of the Jedi Temple Guard. So again, very, very, very interesting stuff. All right, let's go ahead. We'll get into the episode right after our little bumper. And you know what time it is. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. The Senate requests that Ahsoka Tano be indicted for acts of treason against the Republic. A fair trial, Padawan Tano will have, in accordance with Jedi tradition. Ah yes, Jedi tradition. I'm afraid, Master Yoda, that the Senate believes that an internal Jedi trial would seem biased. Therefore, the Senate asks that the Council expel Ahsoka Tano from the Jedi Order so that she may be put to a Republic military tribunal, where she will receive more impartial judgment. And who would represent Ahsoka in this tribunal, Admiral? That would be up to the Council, General, but I would recommend someone outside the Order. Of course. The Council will act as they deem necessary. Thank you, Admiral. 
Surely we cannot do what Tarkin suggests. We need to stand together with Ahsoka. And yet there's evidence that she is indeed the mastermind behind the attack on the temple. She was found in possession of nanodroid explosives. This alone is enough to convict her. I understand your sentiment, Obi-Wan. But if the Council does as you suggest, it could be seen as an act of opposition to the Senate. I am afraid we have little choice. Hmm. To the Chamber of Judgment, summon Skywalker and his Padawan. And in our decision, may the Force guide us. Listen, I'm just going to say it right now, right off the bat. Let's just get into it. The Jedi Order are a bunch of cowards. <laughs> bunch of cowards. Obi-Wan decides he wants to do the right thing. Stand with Ahsoka. Let them have a united front. They support their Padawan's innocence in these in this in this matter, right? They believe in her, right? This is what what Obi Wan is trying to tell the council. But no, 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 no. The cowardly Mace Windu is more worried about how it would look in the eyes of the Senate if the Jedi were to stand with Ahsoka. Bunch of cowards. How could this be? How can this stand? This order, this faulty institution, must come down. It's time. <laughs> I can't believe I'm siding. With, I'm siding with the Sith on this one. The Jedi are wrong, <laughs> and it's time for this institution uh, to to have a a, a, a reckoning, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, what a, what a cowardly stance to take. You're you're worried about how it would look in the eyes of the Senate. That tells you what I've been saying, and what many other people. I'm not the only one. The Jedi aligning themselves with the Galactic Republic, with the Senate was a mistake from the jump and and now they can't even do the right thing when the right thing is what matters the most uh it, it's 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 insane to me though the way that the council behaves in this stretch of episodes excuse me you probably hear my dog sneezing there um but just unbelievable the way that the the, the behavior of the jedi council in particular uh and and and, and i you know i would I would expect better of Master Yoda in particular. You know, Mace Windu's let, us, let, it, let it be known that he, he can hold a grudge. He's been a, a bit of a grudge holder himself. But you would think Yoda would see beyond these things. And, and this goes back to something we talked about in our last episode. You know, uh, the, the words that, that Yoda uses in, I believe it's in episode one, but it may be in two, but talking about the veil of the dark side, right? And how it, it's clouded everything. And, and the fact that the Jedi cannot see clearly enough to realize that A, their aligning with the Senate is terrible in this whole situation. But, but B, a, a, a Padawan now stands on trial accused of crimes that they ought to know she did not commit. You know, it, 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 the interactions we've seen with Ahsoka Tano and these other members of the Council over the past, and let alone her actions, her record should speak for itself in these matters, let, let alone the word of, of her Jedi Master, Anakin Skywalker. Like These should have weight. But the Jedi apparently are just fearful of how they will be viewed in the Senate. And that's why I called a lot of them a bunch of cowards, and they deserve what they get coming in Order 66. All right, that might be going a tad far. Might be going a tad far. I might have to walk that back a little bit. But, oof, the Jedi, do, they, they, they get the egg on their face in this episode and you know i can't say that i'm not unhappy to see it happen to them to get that egg all over their face <laughs> and we'll talk about that egg when we get to it towards the end of the episode but one of the things i was thinking about and i was sort of racking my brain and you know again i know the season six in particular is a, is a bit fuzzy in, in my brain uh and and i don't recall recall certain details of season seven when but we're gonna get there but to my recollection this is one of the last times that we have like a direct interaction between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka Tano in, in Star Wars The Clone Wars. And it made me think that if there were to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi second season, this should be what it is. This, it should be Ahsoka and Obi-Wan team up for one last adventure together. Uh, just to sort of kind of just to sort of uh, um, reconcile their relationship, right? Because again, the, the, the impetus and the onus is is correctly 
on the Anakin and Ahsoka relationship. But Ahsoka Tano has a pretty darn strong relationship with with Obi-Wan as well because of his relationship to Anakin. So if you were to do season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi, why not go back, have another little uh, adventure before episode four between these two characters where they can kind of come together, achieve some sort of heroic thing, clear the air between themselves, wish each other good luck in the future, talk about how they both know Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader, and, and, and you know, give us fans a, 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 a bit of, of, of healing and closure between the two characters. Now, again, I will have to backtrack all of this if I have misremembered something from season seven of the show, which is entirely possible. <laughs> but, but still, I, I, I like the idea of Ahsoka and Obi-Wan on a final ride together uh, before the events of A New Hope. I'm just saying. That's where my head's at. Uh, so let's go ahead and go to the, the, the sort of Jedi, uh, what, what did Yoda call the Chamber of Judgment? That doesn't sound harsh at all. It also sounds like the way my dogs look at me sometimes and they throw me the side eye. <laughs> but the, but hey, let's go ahead and check it out. So I just want to set the scene a little bit here for, you know, because again, not everyone's maybe watching the episode, but we have the temple guards escorting Ahsoka through this chamber and she's up on this pedestal and there's a spotlight on her and it's a, it's a, it's a very judgmental spot to be in, right? <laughs> like, you're just looking down at the Jedi Council judging you. All right, let's go ahead and play the scene and, and hear what Master Yoda has to say as, as, as the Jedi Council uh, basically railroads Ahsoka Tano here. It's not good. It's not a good look for the Jedi here. Not at all. Padawan Tano, serious charges have been levied against you. How plead you? Not guilty, Master. I would never take the lives of innocents. The values of the Jedi are sacred to me. There is evidence to the contrary. You were alone with Letta Termond when she died. Can you explain this? Someone used the Force against her. Which brings us to Ventress. Can you explain your association with her? We had a mutual understanding. I thought she was helping me. Did she help you acquire the nanodroid weaponry found when you were apprehended? The same devices used in the bombing of the temple? No. I was set up and deceived, as you are being deceived now. The question is, Padwantano, who is deceiving us? Ventress, you, or someone else? I am not deceiving you. I would assume Ventress is, but I can't be sure. My sense is clouded. Clouded by the dark side. These things are, Padawantano, dangerously clouded, but not just surrounding you, surrounding many things in these times. You've already made your decision, haven't you? This meeting is just a formality. <sighs> Reached a decision, we have, though not in total agreement, are we? It is the Council's opinion that Padawan Ahsoka Tano has committed sedition against the Republic. And thus, she will be expelled from the Jedi Order. You can't do this! Your Padawan status will be stripped from you. And you shall forfeit all rank and privileges within the Grand Army of the Republic. You will be turned over to the Republic courts to await your trial. And whatever punishment they will set for you, henceforth, you are barred from the Jedi Order. It's a gutting scene. Absolutely gutting. Just this, this, the animation they, they use here to, to express what Ahsoka is going through. The, the feelings of, of the hurt, the betrayal, the, the, just the, the sense of loss that she feels because the Jedi were so intrinsic to everything that is about her. Uh, it, it's just gutting the way this plays out. And again, I, I will say it again, not for the first, not time for the last. The Jedi are a bunch of cowards. Uh, it, and, and I really wish, I really, I mean, again, I, I, there, there's, a, there's a story thing, there's a storyline in play here. Things have to happen. You know, the, the story dictates certain events must occur. But I really wish uh, Obi-Wan had, had, had gone on the record, had tried to say something to get Ahsoka to answer a question in some fashion that would that would elicit the the council to change their mind. But again, Ahsoka's railroaded. Anakin's aware of it. It's disappointing that Obi Wan doesn't speak out in her defense. Um, 
and it's it's a uh, it's a disgraceful act of the Jedi Order to to expel her for political expediency, uh, just gross, and far too far too much of of, of the real world kind of like seep, seeps through into this episode, and I don't care for that at all. So let's go ahead and find the night the next big sequence to play for you guys. Again, there's a lot in this episode. I'm worried. I'm already worried. I'm gonna play too many clips and make it seem like we're just gonna, you know, play the episode. I should just do a commentary track, but let, let's let's hope that's not the case. Especially once the thing, once the action starts becoming fast and furious. So let's go ahead and get to the sequence here, where uh, Ahsoka now being held at the military prison that where where she killed a a, a termined, uh, let a let a termined, uh, is is granted visitation privileges by Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala, who's going to represent and defend Ahsoka in front of the Galactic Senate here at her military tribunal, right? Uh, and they're trying to get more... Anakin, in particular, is trying to get more information. He wants to to prove that Ahsoka is innocent. Now, and now we're putting Anakin on the case. And so uh, Ahsoka's recapping the events, and she still firmly believes that Ventress betrayed her, right? And, and, and that it was Ventress all along, and all the dots and, and everything seems to point to Ventress as the one behind everything. Uh, and and Ahsoka using the term using the words like you know I'd know her two red lightsabers anywhere. That's a key clue for Mister Mister Young Young Mister Anakin Skywalker uh, as he begins his investigation to try and prove the innocence of his Padawan here and and show their mistake. But what I like to see, what I'd like to set forward now is uh, the, sort of the end of the sequence here. Uh, we'll, we'll get the tail end of of Anakin and Ahsoka talking. But what I really like is the the exchange between Ahsoka and Padme in this sequence. So go ahead, let's check it out, and 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 again, let's sort of like listen to the sense of loss that Ahsoka has when she comes to talking to when it comes to her talking about the Jedi at this point. I thought you said Ventress left before you went into the warehouse. That's what I thought too, but then she attacked me when I got inside. I'd know her red lightsabers anywhere. Well, if that's our only lead, then I know what I have to do. Wait, where are you going? You can't leave now. Yes, I can. I have to find Ventress and get to the bottom of this. Until we hear from Anakin, let's work on your defense. Forgive me if I'm not optimistic. I thought I was part of that order, but everyone except Anakin has abandoned me. I'm not holding out much hope the Senate will treat me any better. Yeah, well, she's got that right. <laughs> so, but uh, again, the sense of loss that Ahsoka has in the sequence, sort of the the the, the um, hopelessness that she feels preparing for this. I think it's nice that she has this moment with with Padme too, uh, because again, Padme is a character who's about to have uh, a pretty turbulent uh, final run here herself coming up. Uh, so, having a moment between these characters, I think, is really nice, and it is really. Uh, a nice way to kind of wrap things around to have uh, Padme be Ahsoka's defense against the Senate. Let's go ahead and check things out as Anakin now hunts the streets of Coruscant in search of Asajj Ventress. And, you know, maybe it's just because he's a really good Jedi. Maybe it's because he's, you know, not a bad uh, detective in his own right. He finds her pretty quick. And there's some questions that he has to ask. So let's go ahead and set it up a little bit here. Anakin does track down Asajj Ventress. It seems like with some relative ease. Uh, and, and Ventress, you know, uses her ability to try and escape. But what should stand out immediately to those of us paying attention, and hopefully to Anakin, is that Ventress does not have her twin red lightsabers. She's using, uh, uh, you know, garbage as a defense, basically, against Anakin. And it's not going well for her uh, against his lightsaber. What's also important to note in the sequence here is the aggression with which Anakin attacks Ventress. Pay close attention to the familiar Vader-like tactics of Anakin in this exchange. Now we've seen Anakin, you know, kind of kind of dance around the dark side, right? Up to this point. But, you know, a very violent force choke on Ventress is applied here. Again, we've seen it before. One of Vader slash Anakin's favorite moves is the force choke. Uh, and he's going to get some answers out of Ventress uh, by, by, 
we might potentially force Shogunir to death. But, but let's go ahead and play the sequence here as Ventress recounts the other side of the story from her perspective to for Anakin to then compare to what he got from Ahsoka in the previous scene. Tell me what happened! When I heard your little rat was on the run, I thought she might bring a large bounty. Bounty? I was going to catch a pet and turn her over to the authorities. Collect whatever bounty was due. What stopped you? <coughs> At first, I admit, I was just interested in the money and a little bit of revenge. But then I realized your fallen Padawan and I had a lot in common. How dare you compare yourself to Ahsoka? It's true! My master abandoned me. And that's exactly what you did to her. You and your precious Jedi Order. Boom! Ventress laying it down. And again, my memory's a little fuzzy if Ventress is going to appear uh, in Season 6 of the show or not. But this might be one of the last times we see Ventress before uh, the events of the Dark Disciple novel come into play. So, uh, uh, again, again, we're, we're, we're to some big turning points here for a lot of characters uh, in the show and, and, and seeing what their ultimate fates become. So, so really, really uh, interesting stuff on a lot of levels here with the characters. But I love... I love the way uh, Nika Futterman delivers that line about the Jedi Order. Your precious Jedi Order. So good. Oh, it just oozes with contempt. I love it so, so much. Great, great stuff right there from Nika, Nika Futterman. My goodness. I don't know why I keep saying Nika <laughs> or Neka, whatever I said. <laughs> Not good. So now we're going to cut back to the beginning of the military tribunal with the members of the Senate as, as judge, jury, executioner, I suppose, in a sense. Um... They surround it. Again, it's a very imperial-looking uh, uh, area for this trial. Chancellor Palpatine himself presides over it. This is our first uh, uh, chance to really hear Tim Curry get into the role of Palpatine. Uh, and um, my, my memory of Tim Curry's run is that I think he's a better uh, Sidious than Palpatine, I guess is where I was trying to go with that. And perhaps it's just because I'm so used to Ian Abercrombie after all these years. Uh, but Tim Curry's uh, that, that voice was somewhat distracting in this episode. I, I, it's, I guess I, my, it was just kind of hitting my ear wrong. But I suspect I'll grow a little bit more acclimated uh, over time to it. And again, it's been a while since I've, wa I've watched these episodes. And, and well, like I said, it just sort of hit the ear a little funny. Uh, but I think I kind of got back into the, the habit of it being Ian Abercrombie for so, so long now. That, you know, what are you going to do about that? Uh, so we find out that Tarkin is the prosecutor in this instance, and he's going to ask for the death sentence. You know, Padme says she's, she's going to defend Ahsoka and prove that she's innocent, blah, blah, blah. We go into like a kind of law and order situation. But, yeah, I mean, Tarkin brings the thunder. He's got, you know, again, I still think the evidence is somewhat circumstantial, and, and you know, you could punch holes in it. But the fact that the Jedi Council elected to expel Ahsoka, I think, would convince this, the Senate jury, if that's, what if that's what it is, that they must believe she's guilty, too. Uh, if, if they've expelled her from the order, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's such a... Uh, just I'm, I'm not quite sure the word I want to use here, but it's, it's, a, it's a complicated little web of deception happening uh, in, the, in, this, in, this, in this sequence of episodes. Uh, because, again, in a Ahsoka's framed. She's getting railroaded. The the Jedi Order feels that they're getting railroaded by the Senate. It's 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 a lot of things happening here. But the, again, we still go back to the fact that the the Jedi Order is wrong, and they're a bunch of cowards for not standing with their Padawan. And I I will not let that go. I'm just it was just not going to happen. I'm sorry. You know, it is the Jedi are a, a a faulty, flawed institution, and if you aren't seeing the cracks in it by now then you haven't been paying much attention to this, this series as, as the Clone Wars have played out. Uh, so we're going to cut back now to Anakin and Ventress. Uh, and Anakin's let up, right? Like he's not forsaken or beaten down Ventress now because uh, he finds her arguments quite compelling. 
and <laughs> let's he's going to let Asajj uh, Ventures tell the rest of the tale uh, with the hope that he'll get another clue or, or, or some new direction with which to take his investigation. Let's go with it. After I left the warehouse, after I left your little Padawan alone, I was walking away, and I thought she came up behind me to talk more. But I was wrong. Someone came out of nowhere and hit me from behind. Not just anyone can sneak up behind me. It had to be another Jedi. I don't believe you. Believe it. Whoever you're looking for has my lightsabers. That's how you'll know you found the criminal. Well, this leads me to a dead end. You're the only one Ahsoka had talked to. That's not true. What do you mean? Your Padawan contacted the temple. She spoke to someone named... Barris. That's why we knew to go to the warehouse in the first place. It was this Barris that told us to go there. If you're lying, you're dead. Such promises. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> again, not a, a, a overtly complicated plot to crack, but our, our, you know who's the other suspect that we, we spent a lot of time with in the last episode? Barris. Uh, now, now Anakin is on the trail. And, you know, I, let's just save it for that. I, uh, we go back to the Jedi Tribunal, or the, I'm sorry, to the, to the Senate trial, I, I suppose, at this point. Uh, and, and I think there's a little piece of dialogue in here that I'm going to play for you. Let me cue it up. So Padme is setting up, a, a, I think, a fairly sturdy defense and the notion that there is another Jedi that they should be looking for and that Ahsoka is, in fact, the wrong Jedi. Uh, and and Tarkin is about to launch his 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 next offensive here on the on in, in against Ahsoka. I, again, it's an interesting trial system here. It's not it's not like anything super familiar, but you know Tarkin gets a lot of leeway as far as the things he can say here and sort of like influence the the jury if that's the case. Or I mean, again, is it really a jury of the Senate or is, is Palpatine the one who's going to have the final say in this? It seems as though. Palpatine's gonna have the final say. I can't quite remember how those 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 last moments play out, but we'll get to that, and and I'll get to revisit and find out one way or the other. But let's go ahead and hear it as as uh, Tarkin's about to take the wind right out of Padme's sails. Well said, Senator Armidala. However, if she is innocent, then why was she seen conspiring with known separatist terrorist Asajj Ventress? Ventress set me up. My master will prove that. And where is your master? He's trying to find the real murderer. Then maybe he should be looking at you. Again, not very nice. <laughs> not very nice at all. But now we're going to come back to the temple. And Anakin is about to, to um, have a little chat with one Barris Offy. And, ooh, get ready for this one. What I, what I like most about the way this scene plays out is, is the way that Anakin sort of pauses uh, before he announces himself at, at Barriss' uh, entryway, right? And you, you have to think that you know a lot of different things are going through his head, mostly how to play this, right? Because, again, Anakin is a guy who's known for being direct. Uh, he is not subtle in many, many ways. But I think in this moment, he has to sort of remind himself that he has to play this kind of cool or he risks Ahsoka's life. Ahsoka's life is now in his hands. And if he doesn't play this the right way, uh, a Barris may, may just skate away and, and get off scot-free here. So, so it's a very tempered approach from Anakin as he begins the dialogue here. Let's check it out. Barris, I need to talk to you. Master Skywalker, how can I help you? I was told that you spoke with Ahsoka before she was arrested. What did you say to her? We've been friends for a long time. I was only trying to help her. I hope I'm not in any trouble. Pause it right here real quick, because uh, the little sound that you heard was Anakin force summoning Barriss' lightsaber to himself. So he's now in possession of two lightsabers at the moment. It's no trouble. I just need to know what you told her, and if you told anyone else. No. 
I thought I had a clue for her, but I really couldn't tell her anything. Who told you I spoke to her? Ventress. She told me. Ventress? Isn't she the one Ahsoka says is really behind all this? That's what Ahsoka says. But I think she's wrong. Ventress thinks someone else is involved. And you believe her? Who else could it be if not her? Surely not Ahsoka. No. I don't think it was Ahsoka either. I think both Ahsoka and Ventress are telling the truth. But there's only one way to find out. Funny, those belong to Ventress. Should have gotten rid of them. I think they suit me. All right, now here it goes full on Jedi versus Jedi action. Barriss Offy versus Anakin Skywalker. And, and again, I'll, I'll remind you guys, back in the old canon, uh, uh, Barriss Offy and Anakin were, were sort of like the, the peer Padawans with each other, right? Uh, you know, Bar uh, Luminara Unduli with Barriss and Obi-Wan Kenobi with, with Anakin Skywalker. They had more of a relationship together. Uh, this time around, they've changed it for, for the sake of Ahsoka, but they're about to get into some full-on, pretty awesome Jedi combat here. And listen, I'm not gonna lie, Barris holds her own pretty, pretty, pretty well in this in this sequence here. But it's a great lightsaber dueling sequence here. Do not uh, uh, sleep on this sequence. It is well worth your time and effort to check out. As it goes all over the temple, Barris jumping out of windows, uh, engaging in combat in front of younglings. The temple guard get involved. There's a lot of things happening in this in this lightsaber fight. Uh, and and not not the least of which is again she holds her own pretty well against Anakin Skywalker here who you would you would think is uh, quite formidable with that lightsaber but let's go ahead uh, spoilers Anakin will come out on top and Barris will be detained by the Jedi by the by the Jedi Temple Guard uh, and and ooh it's it's some good action though don't don't sleep on it and let's get you queued up for the next sequence here. So let's go ahead and give you guys. We're we're gonna, we're gonna cut back to Ahsoka's trial here, and I want to give you guys a taste of of Tim Curry's performance here as as Palpatine. And and again, it, it it's it's not it's it's fine. It's perfectly fine. It just hits my ear, you know, differently than Ian Crombie's. But like, I I, I want to play here how he's laying out the case against Ahsoka Tano because it's very very interesting. And then we'll cut to the sequence uh, where we get a glimpse at sort of uh, Barrasafi's mentality here. As as Anakin lashes out, you know, and they, and they have a bit of a banter. Eh, banter is not the right word, but they have a dialogue between each other as, uh, as they engage in lightsaber combat. So let's go ahead and check out Tim Curry as Chancellor Palpatine. I'm sure many of you look at this former Jedi and think, surely she cannot be this murderer or saboteur that they speak of, and yet. Think of all the times we have been fooled by the separatists and how they have infiltrated the Republic and ask yourself, is this yet another separatist scheme? Another way to rip the Jedi and subsequently all of us apart. <laughs> Ahsoka trusted you and you betrayed her. I've learned that trust is overrated. The only thing the Jedi Council believes in is violence. All right. And now Anakin engages uh, his own lightsaber. He's had Barriss's before. So he's got two blades. She's got two blades. And it's going to, It's again, this is a really excellent lightsaber sequence. Check it out. Do not miss this one. All right. So the duel comes to an end. Uh, in a in a in a very interesting way, I, I, if, if, when you get to the end of the of the, of the duel, in front of the younglings, uh, in in front of Master Master Sanube, um, again we're used to seeing a, uh, expressions of anger on Anakin's face as he engages in combat, but what I want you to pay attention to here is as Barris Afi leaps into the air to deliver what I think she believes to be a killing blow against Anakin Skywalker. And he uses the force to grab her, to stop her in midair, and then throw her against the back of a tree. Uh, as Anakin grabs her with the force, the the look of sheer absolute terror that comes across Barris's face is epic. Uh, as, as she realizes 
the the power that Anakin has at his fingertips. Uh, so that's the end of the duel. The, the Jedi the Temple guards, Anakin Skywalker, take Barriss into custody. And now it's time to swoop in just before Chancellor Palpatine's about to render a verdict against Ahsoka Tano. Anakin is here with the evidence, and we will hear the confession of Barriss Afi as she reveals why she did what she did. And we'll talk about it after, the, after she spills the beans. Let's do it. I hope you have a reason for bursting into our proceedings, Master Skywalker. I am here with evidence and a confession from the person responsible for all of the crimes Ahsoka has been accused of. Barriss Offee, member of the Jedi Order and traitor. Barriss, is that true? Tell them the truth. I did it because I have come to realize what many people in the Republic have come to realize. That the Jedi are the ones responsible for this war. That we've so lost our way that we have become villains in this conflict. That we are the ones that should be put on trial. All of us! And my attack on the temple was an attack on what the Jedi have become. An army fighting for the dark side, fallen from the light that we once held so dear. This Republic is failing! It's only a matter of time. Can you say that she's wrong? Can you say that anything she just said is wrong? I, you know, I really can't uh, fault Barris's uh, logic, the way she's thinking on this. Again, this is what we've been talking about since day one of covering the Clone Wars. The Jedi are in the wrong in this conflict. Again, not in the sense that Republic versus Separatists, just in the fact that they're engaged in a conflict, that they are uh, uh, choosing a side over the other instead of choosing the light over the dark. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, we've, we've chronicled the, the complicated nature of this conflict. Uh, and and Barris stands here now in front of the Jedi Council and says that they are wrong. And the fact that this doesn't spur uh, a more internal debate amongst the Jedi Council is insane. Now, again, there are uh, a, a plenty of other avenues of, of Star Wars uh, media to, to look at, comic books, novels, things of this nature, of, of Jedi who, be, who are disillusioned by the war. You know, it is something that is, is talked about in other things. Not so much in the Clone Wars. We, we've touched on it here. Uh, but, you know, books and comics have gone a little bit more in, in detail and depth. Uh, but, but, but again, I, I, I see no error in Bears Offie's uh, 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 train of thought here, other than the fact that she's attempting to frame her friend. No loyalty to your friend, that's a bad, that's a bad personality trait, in my opinion. Shows a weakness of character. Uh, but her, again, her logic against the Jedi is sound. Now, she probably should have just left the order and, and gone about her business. But you know, she killed some innocents in the, in, in an effort to uh, expose what she feels is the wrongdoing and the responsibility of the Jedi in this war. So interesting, interesting stuff here. Uh, and and uh, again, you wish like the, this cowardly organization known as the Jedi Order would take a little bit more responsibility responsibility, and examine what they're doing in this war as generals of, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again, a slave army. Is that not the essence of the dark side? My goodness. And they wonder why they can't access the force the way they used to. I don't know. But let's, uh, let, let's, let's hear the Jedi try to, try to backtrack and, and make amends here. Ooh, good luck with that. So I do want to set it up just a little bit before I, before we, we play the sequence here. In the council chambers, Ahsoka stands before Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Plo Koon, Mace Windu, Kai Adamundi, Stacey Teen, and Master Yoda. That's who's in this room here as, as... Again, let's just play it. Ahsoka, I am so sorry about everything. You have our most humble apologies, little Soka. 
The Council was wrong to accuse you. You have shown such great strength and resilience in your struggle to prove your innocence. This is the true sign of a Jedi Knight. This was actually your great trial. Now we see that. We understand that the Force works in mysterious ways. And because of this trial, you have become a greater Jedi than you would have otherwise. Back into the Order, you may come. They're asking you back, Ahsoka. I'm asking you back. Again, the absolute sheer emotion of the scene is insanely powerful as Ahsoka makes this an amazing decision uh, to, to step away permanently from the Order. An Order that, that threw her under the bus. And she tells them to go pound sand. And I love it. I love every second of it. Throwing it back in their faces, telling them to go suck an egg. And, and again, she's a bit more classy than I am about it. But... Uh, She's right to do so. The, you know, let's go back to something we talked about early on in our coverage of the season of the series. Ahsoka Tano becomes the ultimate Jedi by rejecting the ideologies of the false <laughs> order here. Right? Like she is the purest of the Jedi. She understands and embodies all that is good and right about the Jedi Order, and that was why she rejects the wrongness of this council, of it being beholden to the Senate, of it being beholden to a, pol a political body. Ahsoka stands tall in this episode. Ahsoka is ascendant in this episode. Again, she's breaking up with Anakin. The emotion's there. She's breaking up with the Order, which has been her life for so long. The emotion is there, and it's powerful, and it's awesome, and I love every single second of it. And let's get to those, those vital final moments between Ahsoka and Anakin Skywalker. Here we go, Ahsoka leaving the temple, Anakin chasing her down. He needs to talk to his Padawan. He wants to, he wants to, I think he wants to talk some sense into her, but the only one making real sense is Ahsoka Tano herself. Let's play it. Ahsoka, wait! Ahsoka, I need to talk to you. Why are you doing this? The Council didn't trust me, so how can I trust myself? What about me? I believed in you. I stood by you. I know you believe in me, Anakin, and I'm grateful for that. But this isn't about you. I can't stay here any longer. Not now. The Jedi Order is your life. You can't just throw it away like this. Ahsoka, you are making a mistake. Maybe, but I have to sort this out on my own. Without the Council, and without you. I understand. More than you realize, I understand wanting to walk away from the Order. I know. That's how it ends, folks. I'm not going to let the music keep playing. But we get like one of our first somber endings in, in, in Star Wars The Clone Wars. We don't cut to the big fanfare overture. No, no, no. This is a sad one, folks. And, and that music haunts us on our way out as we watch Ahsoka walk down the steps of the Jedi Temple for the final time. And into the, the sunset of Coruscant. And the final word she speaks to Anakin as, as he confesses about how he's thought of walking away from the Order before. And her leaving him with... Oh, I'm getting... I'm getting 
a little choked up thinking about it here. Dropping the classic Han Solo, I know, on, on Anakin uh, as her final words to him. Uh, um, <laughs> implying that she does indeed know about the, the connection, the bond, the love between Anakin and Padme Amidala. Uh, and, and she said nothing about it and has led, led anyone on to it uh, this entire time. But just what a, what a haunting way to the end of the episode with those words. Like Han Solo's you know, final words to Leia before being frozen in carbonite. <laughs> oh, it gets you. It gets you right in the feels. Just deep down in, all the way down into your plums. It gets you. Oh, I love this episode. This is 10 buckets. It's 10 amazing buckets. This is pure Star Wars gold. This whole arc is phenomenal, and it ends in an insanely powerful way. And that final conversation between the two characters is uh, heart-wrenching. It's gutting. It's emotional. It's impactful. Uh, it's sad, but it's happy at the same time. Again, because I now have perspective on Ahsoka and her journey from here. But Ahsoka is the ultimate Jedi. Ahsoka embodies everything that the Jedi Order is supposed to be at this point. But because of poor decisions, because of the Shroud of the Dark Side, whatever you want to say, uh, the Jedi have fallen off the right path. And, and Ahsoka is going to right that ship by walking her own path with all that she believes is right about the Order at her side. And I love it. I love it. I love it. It's freaking brilliant. Excellent storytelling. This is what it's all been building for. Ten buckets. And that's season five, folks. And season five is a ten-bucket season. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. It's beyond even arguing about, don't at me, bro. All right? Ten, season five is gold. It is incredible stuff. And I think this is where we're going to leave it. We're running a tad long, so I apologize about that. But this episode has it all, and it was all worth talking about with everybody listening. Thank you, Buckethead Nation. You are the best. This is the Men Division Podcast, and I am Tom. Tom. Narguy Tom, the head Buckethead in charge. Thank you so much for checking out and supporting our small independent Star Wars podcast. We are so glad that you do that every single week. You are the best. Remember to reach out to us on social media, at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, Tom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. A great way to support the podcast whatever platform you listen to, if they offer reviews, hit us up with the best one you can give us. Namely, sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are what help the small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the galactic shuffle of the algorithm. All right, let's get out of here. We're going to be back next week. I think we're going to dive right on into season six unless I think of something else first. But hey, <laughs> remember this podcast, it only ends one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. <laughs>